Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, come to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And uh, you can reach us at Ehud at It's a Religion.org. That's Ehud at It's a Religion.org. Someday we will have a website. But I have uh, many other responsibilities right now, and uh, that just is not in the cards to uh, put the time into that just yet. But that'll come. Um, we're here to encourage. We're here to edify. We're here to build up. We're here to preach the truth of the Word of God and do so in a way that hopefully encourages you or draws you into the faith in a way that uh, maybe others haven't or present it in a way that others haven't. Um, we preach against the tenets of evolution, the religion of evolution. That's why the show is called what it is. Uh, it is a religion, evolution is. Uh, secular humanism is a religion. Uh, many of the things that people are putting their faith in today, government, worship of government is a religion, uh, and dictatorship and uh, things of that nature. Government is not the answer. Government was instituted by God to take care of certain things. They have certain authority that they're supposed to have and uh, no further and you know there are some who want the bounds of that authority to be endless in our society and in this world today and that would be the enemy those who would be the enemy of God um, but it's been going on a long time I, you know I'm reading through second Timothy in the New Testament on my own right now and uh, in chapter 3 of second uh, Timothy uh, Paul's going through just how destitute and uh, all the different things that are going on then. He talks about how bad it's going to be in the end times. And so there's really nothing new under the sun, folks. Um, you know, when we see people trying to claim there's 70 some genders or, uh, you know, it's two men, it's just as valid a marriage as a man and a woman. Um, and, you know, that's there's more stuff coming behind that, I'm sure. But uh, it just. There's nothing new under the sun. People have been uh, trying to thwart the will of God for many years. And we just need to look at that. And, and actually, the other day when I was reading it, I was actually kind of excited. I'm like, well, the more we see that, the closer I think it's going to be to the end and him coming back. Because a light, when it's presented, shines even brighter when it's super dark, right? And uh, so I think that's... it's. It's got to get darker before he actually comes back. The folks that there's a lot of folks on our side of the equation that believe that somehow we're going to usher that in by our own efforts. And I don't see that happening. I don't think that's biblical either. I mean, it, it, this whole thing is about God's glory. He made us for his glory. He made us uh, for to worship him. And whether we like that or not, whether we think that's the right way to go or not, it doesn't matter. That's that was his purpose. And we are to uh, love God and enjoy him forever. And it's going to be a beautiful thing um, when Jesus comes back. So we are we start with the word of God. That's where uh, our faith is. And that's what we wanted to do, uh, at least to start with on this show. And eventually, maybe we'll come back around and just comment on certain scriptures or things that are going on uh, in society um, from a biblical standpoint. But we wanted to, to at least... Uh, lay down the scriptures and read through the word of God uh, cover to cover so that's what we're doing right now we start in Genesis 1 uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth it wasn't formed over millions and billions of years folks they have no proof of that there are many assumptions that go into dating 
there's circular reasoning used in order to support that ideal and it's it's really a joke i mean when you get down to it if you hear these people well that's between 260 million and 323 million years old really you can't get closer in a million years with your method i think that's pretty funny you know god had eyewitnesses um he laid all this down very detailed and out you know genealogies and going back to the beginning and it's in my opinion it's much easier to put faith in what the bible teaches than uh the tenets of evolution or something else so so we encourage you to come with us if you haven't if you're just starting you can go back to the first show uh that we started reading the bible about uh I don't know, 60 or so days ago, 50 days ago, whatever it was. Um, you had, uh, what, 50 chapters in Genesis, and we are on chapter 21. So I guess it would be 71 days ago or 70 days ago, something like that. But we're glad you're here. So here we go, Exodus chapter 21. God had just given uh, the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, and you know, realistically, folks, one of the things that's going on in our society today is we've lost absolute truth. We've lost objective truth. And everybody wants things to be subjective. Everybody wants things to be as the way they want them to be. They don't want to infringe on somebody else's truth. If that's your truth, that's your truth. My truth is over here. Well, truth is truth, folks. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. You have either objective truth or you have subjectivity that permeates everything. And we believe God's word is objective truth. God laid down his Ten Commandments <clears throat> to the Israelites many, many moons ago. And those Ten Commandments still permeate today, uh, you know, in our society. The, the, you know, most of them, I would think most of society would agree to. Think these things that are wrong. Um, you know, you shouldn't steal from your neighbor. You shouldn't covet what your neighbor has. You shouldn't kill people. You shouldn't uh, do things. The, the problem that people have with the Ten Commandments in today's society is that you should have no other gods before the one true God um, because that's the starting point of it all. You know, if you don't subscribe to the idea that God created everything, then you don't have any reason to trust in these Ten Commandments. You don't have any reason to trust in objective truth of the Bible. Um, but that's, that's really the starting point. If he didn't create you, then what's the point of having to go to him? Um, but yet if he did, then we need to figure out what, what he wants and how he wants us to live. Um, because there is a guidebook here called the Bible that teaches us um, many things. And again, people are going to argue about certain points in the Bible. I, you got to let that go. I mean, every, you know, people have individual perspectives, individual opinions. And some things are just going to be, people are going to have different opinions on. And we need to accept that. And that's okay. Um, God knows. God knows the absolute truth of every piece of Scripture. And, you know, someday I'm sure we're going to get before him. We're all going to be wrong about something that we thought we were right about um, when it comes to the Bible. So, because, again, for us, at least English-speaking people, it wasn't written in English. So I think there's been a lot of people that have done the best they can to uh, provide a good uh, synopsis, if you will, of of the Bible and... Um, Oh, I don't want to say that synopsis, not synopsis, translations uh, into English. You know, right now I have uh, five of them on my uh, Bible app, that King James, New King James, uh, the NLT, the ESV, the NASB, and the Amplified. 
So I'm going to switch gears here. I was going back and forth between the King James and the NLT. I'm going to read and start reading the ESV going forward. I think that'll be the easiest one for most people to understand. And uh, it's a pretty accurate translation. So beginning in verse 1, Exodus chapter 21, here we go. Now these are the rules that you shall set before them. When you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years. And in the seventh, he shall go out free for nothing. So think about that. They had slavery back then. Hmm, interesting. If he comes in single, he shall go out single. If he comes in married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons and daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters and he shall go out alone. That's interesting. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him to God and he shall bring him to the door, or the and he shall bring him to the door of the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall be his slave forever. When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she shall not go out as the male slaves do. If she does not please her master, who has designated her for himself, then he shall let her be redeemed. He shall have no right to sell her to a foreign people since he has broken faith with her. If he designates her for his son, he shall deal with her as with a daughter. If he takes another wife to himself, he shall not diminish her food, her clothing, or her marital rights. Interesting. So, at least in the Old Testament times, it looks like they had the opportunity to have more than one wife. And if he does not do these three things for her she shall go out for nothing without payment of money whoever strikes a man so that he dies shall be put to death but if he did not lie and wait for him but god let him fall into his hand then i will appoint for you a place to which he may flee but if a man willfully attacks another to kill him by cunning you shall take him from my altar that he may die whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death whoa how does that work in today's society? You know, some of these things we have a really hard time with because we've been so feminized, for one. Um, you know, but two, we got to understand the culture was much different back then. Whoever steals a man and sells him, and anyone found in possession of him shall be put to death. Whoever curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. Put to death. Oh my goodness. When men, so God takes that pretty serious. <laughs> Your uh, young people that might listen to this. When men quarrel and one strikes another with a stone or with his fist and the man does not die but takes to his bed, then if the man rises again and walks outdoors with his staff, he who struck him shall be clear. Only he shall pay for the loss of his time and shall have him thoroughly healed. When a man strikes his slave, male or female, with a rod, and the slave dies under his hand, he shall be avenged. So it's not good. You know, discipline and punishment is good, but if you take it too far, um, then you're the one that's in trouble. But if the, if the slave survives a day or two, he is not to be avenged, for the slave is his money. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, but there is no harm. The one who hit her shall surely be fine, as the woman's husband 
shall impose on him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. When a man strikes the eye of his slave or male, female, and destroys it, he shall let the slave go free because of his eye. If he knocks out the tooth of his slave, male or female, he shall let the slave go free because of his tooth. So in other words, you can discipline folks, but you don't take it too far. When an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall be stoned and its flesh shall not be eaten. But the owner of the ox shall not be liable. But if the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past, and its owner has been warned but not kept it in, and it kills a man or woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner also shall be put to death. So, you know, a lot of this is taking responsibility, doing the things that are right. And again, you can debate slavery and having more than one wife. That's, those are separate issues. But in general, if those practices are in place, you need to handle them the right way. If a ransom is imposed on him, then he shall give for the redemption of his life, whichever, uh, whatever is imposed on him. If it gores a man's son or daughter, he shall be dealt with according to the same rule. If the ox gores a slave, male or female, the owner shall give to their master 30 shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. When a man opens a pit, or when a man digs a pit and does not cover it, and the ox or donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make restoration. He shall give money to its owner, and the dead beast shall be his. When one man's ox butts another so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and share its price, and the dead beast also they shall share. Or if it is known that an ox has been accustomed to gore in the past, and its owner has not kept it in, he shall repay ox for ox, and the dead beast shall be his. So here God is going beyond the tenets of the um, Ten Commandments, which are general overall rules that everybody needs to follow, and getting more specific in incidences of interaction in the public, in the public sphere. You know, if somebody does this to you, or you do that to them, or um, if this happens, what do you, how do you handle it? And is putting his statutes and uh, ideas in place again, in the culture that was there. So there are some of these things that are going to be culturally based, some of them that aren't. I mean, we don't have slavery in our culture anymore, so we don't have to deal with that. Now, you can debate whether that would be a good thing to bring it back. I would, would offer that uh, folks that are just taking a government check are basically slaves to the government. And, you know, God's way is probably better uh, for some folks, maybe that aren't educated or, or don't you know, their abilities aren't the same. And if they're willing to go into uh, a situation to work for somebody, you know, maybe you don't call it slavery, but they sell themselves into a situation where they're taken care of. They get room and board and they work for it. And, you know, everybody's happy. I don't know. You know, people go, oh, I can't have, well, which is better? being dependent on the government and you know living in squalor or probably living in a nicer uh, deal and uh you know having three squares a day and i don't know i mean you can debate that i'm not but i always i think you know whatever god institutes is typically going to be better than what man comes up with and so uh you know, we we have a warped perspective in our society today because, uh, you know, so many things have happened that, that 
uh, along the way that we think we know better. And I think Satan is, has incrementally uh, grown that to the point where um, you know, so many people think they know better than God at this point. Um, you know, and evolution is a big reason why that's been possible. Because as soon as people have an out and they go, oh, well, God didn't create everything. I don't need to listen to him. Then we become our own gods. So, Lord God Almighty, forgive us for wanting to be our own gods and not paying attention to what you've given us. You've clearly stated in your word the things that are true, the things that are right, the things that are good. And our perspective is certainly warped, Lord. So please help us see and understand and rightly divide the word of truth. So... Hey, everybody, thank you. In Jesus' name, thank you for stopping by, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done.